good evening, everybody. So <clears throat> I would like to continue the happiness. <laughs> because everybody wants to be happy. <laughs> so I'm interested to uh, in discussion about the happiness. <laughs> from Buddhist perspective. The happiness is um, actually a kind of mental state we call Vedana. So happiness and unhappiness is uh, actually the same. <laughs> <coughs> in terms of the um, ultimate sense, I mean. You know, the apple and orange, they are different things, right? They are different in all aspects, in size, in shape, in taste. And they have different trees that grow from different seed. But happiness and happiness is the same. They grow from the same seed. They are just feeling. In Pali, we call virana. Mostly the happiness we are pursuing is uh, inferior happiness, which are related to our senses. We feel happy when we satisfy our senses. That's we call. That's what we call happiness. So the Buddha said, Chakong cha pate cha rube cha upajati chaku vinyana dainan singati fasa fasa pajaya virana. There is I, there is a visible object. When the visible object strikes or impinges on the eyes, our eyes, and a seeing consciousness takes place, which is followed by the experience of all the senses, all the visible object, that experience followed by uh, feeling pleasant or unpleasant. So the feeling is there. So everyday life, we know five senses impinges on our uh, five sense objects impinges on our senses. We, we we enjoy, and then we feel happy. We are happy to see something or someone beautiful, good-looking, and uh, we are happy to listen to the uh, pleasant music. We are happy to to experience fragrant smell. We are happy to to experience tasty food and uh, soft touch. And so, so our happiness uh, actually just satisfying our senses. So when something visible impinges on our eyes, seeing consciousness take place. So that seeing consciousness is. Uh, 
newly take place. That seeing consciousness is uh, that is really seeing. There is uh, no me or mine. That seeing consciousness is is seeing. Nobody else involved. That seeing consciousness take place outdoor nowhere. I mean the outdoor zero. And then disappear into zero. It is just like the fire we produce when we uh, rub the match or the lighter. The fire is nowhere, you know, stored or nowhere in, in stock, you know. Nowhere, uh, the fire is uh, reserved anywhere, nowhere. It takes place when the conditions met. So in the same way, seeing takes place when conditions are met. So, but uh, we identified the seeing, or it is me who is seeing. I'm, I'm seeing someone beautiful or ugly. So this, that's an uh, illusion. During the Buddha's time, one of the monks, he, he happened to look at the the portrait of a beautiful woman. He just accidentally looked at that picture or portrait and uh, he, he feel a romantic feeling. And then so he happened to do something unwholesome. So the Buddha laid down Vinaya rule. No monks is allowed to keep women portrait. <laughs> so just imagine what the monks really see. It's just painting, just color, right? But uh, he said there's illusion. He didn't see color. He sees something unreal, right? So what he really sees is color or the paint. But there's an illusion. He imagines the very beautiful women and something like this. <laughs> so under such illusion, we are happy to see someone beautiful. We are unhappy to see someone ugly, or someone we hate, or someone we love. So that's happiness, unhappiness, that's just feeling. You know, what we really see is uh, just color. As you know, that's, uh, beauty is uh, how deep? Just second deep, second deep, right? <laughs> <coughs> If we really see someone, what we really see is uh, just second, the surface, the second complexion. So what the beauty is? Beauty is just illusion, you know. I know me, you, you are not beautiful. <laughs> you are very beautiful, but <laughs> that I, I explain that according to the <laughs> Pali text. <laughs> <coughs> so beauty is an uh, illusion. Under such illusion, we feel happy to see someone beautiful, we feel unhappy to see someone ugly. You know, there's an illusion. So the happy and unhappy is uh, just different pace, pieces of the same illusion. So our happiness, our happiness is uh, has origin in illusion. So they are come from the same seed, and also they are just the same, just feeling. The illusion, you know, they make make it colorful, like the Steve said yesterday. <laughs> we are 
strongly believe in stories <laughs> that delusion tell us. So these are just uh, illusory sense of happiness. So one day I saw uh, when I was a teenage, I saw a, a beautiful, a shapely girl coming uh, toward me. So I feel kind of the romantic feeling. And uh, when she uh, close enough to me, I found out she's uh, my younger sister. <laughs> she was <laughs> so the oh you know feelings it changed right away. <laughs> no more happiness. <laughs> just just so so just tranquil. <laughs> so the uh, happiness related to someone or opposite sex. So such happiness is uh, depends on illusion. It's, uh, its root is has an illusion. So they come from, they grow from the same seed, you know, happiness and unhappiness. When I first see, I, I, I feel happy too. I enjoy seeing that someone, you know, attractive. When closer, I found our sister, and then kind of, you know, <laughs> different feeling, you know, indifference. So the same object, the feeling change to different places, different functions. So in both cases, there is illusion. Illusion is root. From that root, happiness, unhappiness grow. So this kind of happiness, the Buddha said, the inferior happiness, because it's, uh, it is uh, just satisfying our senses, just like scratching the edge. <laughs> Scratching the edge is uh, quite pleasurable. But when there the, the real pleasure is uh, when there is uh, no itch, no scratching, then there is a real pleasure. So in the same way, when we hear song, pleasant song, we happy. Uh, unpleasant sound, we are unhappy. And uh, same, same with the music. You know. For me, is uh, modern music is uh, not very happy. <laughs> the country music is uh, for me is uh, very pleasant. You know. But the country music or rock or pop, <laughs> these are all voice, <laughs> all voice, the tone, tone or the you know voice. But. Uh, I found one music is pleasant, another music is unpleasant. That's just simply illusion. We are here country music, you know, like the country road, take me home. Oh, I'm serious, you know, that it's a very soothing and very pleasant. <laughs> but actually, it's a sound, just a tone of voice. But it makes me happy. You know, happy. That's a simply illusion, right? It's come from illusion. Is actually it's a just tone of voice, only voice, you know. In the Pali text, there are stories. You know, in early days of the universe, there's uh, no human beings. There were no human beings yet. Only the water and uh, fishes. There's a very huge lake and uh, big fishes there. And uh, on that bank on the uh, lake, there's a huge giant trees, you know, the, we call jambu trees. You know. The fruits are very big. So the fruits all the time falling into the lake, you know, 
make a noise, boom, boom, like this. And uh, the, the, the fish jump out and uh, catch it, and they catch the fruit. And uh, so make a, make a noise, boom, boom. So boom, 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 boom. <laughs> so this is uh, so the first music or not. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, <laughs> that story. <laughs> mm. Later, human beings, you know, they are reborn on earth. And they, they hear that sound. Oh, that's very nice, you know. It's a boom, 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 you know. <laughs> so the, they create music. So that's uh, the fast music in this universe. <laughs> But anyway, the music, or country music, or rock, or pop, is just a voice, you know, just sound, uh, just vibration. It's come to our ear drum, drum, and it strike ear drum, and uh, the hearing consciousness take place. That's it. We think, oh, I'm here. I have been the same person from the day I was born until today. Hearing music, you know, something like this. Actually, we are changing every moment. It is not me or mine who am hearing the sound. The one who hearing the sound is just hearing consciousness. The hearing consciousness takes place when conditions are met. There is an ear drum we have, and there is sound. The, the impinges on the ear drum, they strike ear drum, and then hearing consciousness takes place out of nowhere. I mean, out of zero. And it disappears. And another sound comes in, strike ear drum. And here, another hearing consciousness take place and, and disappear. So within uh, the one second, billions of my moment arise and pass away, according to Abhidhamma. So billions of hearing consciousness arise and pass away within split second. So we can hear music, we think we are hearing music for five minutes or 10 minutes, something like this, continuously. You know, we are the same person. We hear music you know, almost every day. It is me who am hearing the music. That's an illusion. So the music is uh, pleasant or unpleasant. That's also illusion. Under this illusion, we feel happy to hear the music we like, and unhappy to hear the music we hate. <laughs> For me and uh, my son and uh, different music. <laughs> when I when I listen the the, the country sound. He is really hated. <laughs> when he play, you know, the rock and the pop music, I really hate it. <laughs> I'm not happy. So happy and unhappy, it's just illusion. We, 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 what we really experience is just sound. So this kind of inferior happiness comes out of the illusion. Actually, no, there is a pleasant or unpleasant, it's just illusion, just feeling. So in the same way uh, with the smell, when we get fragrant smell, we are happy. When we experience foul smell, we are unhappy, you know. 
So we are just trying to uh, struggle to satisfy our senses. A friend of mine told me a story, a funny story. <laughs> two, two men, they, uh, they lost uh, their way in Thailand. So they are driving around the big city and uh, they lost their way. So finally they, they, they became very hungry. So in a corner, they are very happy because they got smell, you know, barbecue smell. Ah, there must be barbecue stores, barbecue shop. So they, they smell, okay, we go and uh, enjoy the barbecue, you know. It's uh, maybe beef or something, you know. <laughs> so they follow the smell. And finally they found out that uh, the smell is was came from the the mortuary, you know. <laughs> so in Thailand in the most of uh, Buddhist monastery they have kind of the mortuary, you know. And they because the people the funeral ceremony they they celebrate in the monastery. So there's a so the, when they found out the mortuary in the monastery, oh, they were really disappointed. <laughs> so the smell from burning beef or burning human <laughs> is uh, the same, <laughs> right? But uh, illusion makes us happy and unhappy. So when the smell you know, the impinges on our nose, our nose sensitivity, and then feeling take place, happy or unhappy. You know, that's uh, smelling feeling, smelling consciousness is uh, take place when the conditions are met. It's uh, not reserved anywhere. It just come out of nowhere. It just come out of zero, and it disappear into zero. But uh, within split second, billions of my moments arise and pass away. So smelling consciousness can take place billions of times, arise and pass away within split seconds. So we can smell, we, we can experience several kinds of smell. And uh, we happy and unhappy. So our happiness, unhappiness is uh, based on the illusion. I mean this kind of happiness, the inferior happiness. So this happiness is just satisfying our senses. So this happiness is uh, not something wholesome. It's uh, something unwholesome. Because it's selfish. We just satisfy our senses. And uh, when, we, uh, when we are satisfied, we feel happy. So there's, there's a selfishness, greed, and illusion, and a delusion. So such happiness is inferior happiness and unwholesome happiness. And also call happiness with additive. <laughs> and a smell, taste also the same, you know. And a touch also the same, you know. These are all based on the illusion. So when I was a novice, every morning I went for arms round. And uh, a girl of my age, you know, she came out and then she wanted to offer something for me. And so I bent my, my body to, to receive what she's going to offer. And then my forehead hit 
accidentally <laughs> or with her forehead. You know. So I feel oh, very you know pleasant feeling <laughs> and kind of romantic feeling. <laughs> So I think about that. It's uh, why really experience is uh, just uh, temperature or warmth on her forehead. But uh, I, you know, the based on illusion, I enjoy it is something special. It's uh, not something special. It's a uh, warmth. It's warmth. We can experience such kind of warmth when we touch anything or anybody else. But uh, because of illusion, there's uh, enjoyment, happiness, and uh, romantic feeling take place. So that these are all related to uh, illusion. And also, these are unwholesome, unwholesome happiness, and also inferior happiness. The happiness we are pursuing is uh, this kind of happiness. Now, these sense objects, when they are related to the someone or the opposite sex or someone we love, oh, these sense objects are very powerful. You know, we are always influenced by these sense objects. We are happy when we are with somebody we love. We see somebody we love, then we are happy. We hear somebody we love, we are happy. So our happiness, this kind of happiness, related to sensual pleasure, uh, related to someone or opposite sex, is it just satisfying our senses? Is it just scratching the itch? You know. <laughs> so that's why this kind of happiness is called illusory happiness, or inferior happiness, or unwholesome happiness. But that's the, the happiness most of us are pursuing. But there's another kind of happiness, wholesome happiness, or superior happiness, or the happiness without additive. The wholesome happiness comes from the wholesome deeds, like deed or act of generosity, or act of loving kindness and compassion, or the act of wisdom, deed of wisdom, or deed of concentration. I mean, the, this uh, meditation practice. Real happiness come, wholesome happiness come from these wholesome deeds. Adult generosity, when you see someone uh, in need, you feel the compassion. And then you give something to him. And then you see him become very happy. At that moment, you also feel very happy, right? That happiness is uh, come from unselfishness. This is a pure. There's a no selfishness. You just want to make him happy. So he becomes happy, and then you be happy. So that happiness is a pure happiness. The wholesome happiness and a real happiness. The inferior happiness and wholesome happiness is uh, always, you know, the troublesome, insatiable. There is an insatiable desire. So it's almost impossible to satisfy our senses because we, our desire is uh, always insatiable. We always need something better, something newer, you know, something more beautiful, something. 
better. You know. So how advanced the latest technology may be, it cannot satisfy our senses, our insatiable desires, because we always want more and more, and newer and newer, and better and better. We have a car. We are not satisfied with our own car. We want latest car, you know, Mercedes and uh, something like this. <laughs> so that we cannot be happy because selfish desire never, never satisfied. Selfish desire always insatiable. So it's always torturing our mind. So the happiness comes from selfish desire. Selfishness actually is uh, in disguise of the torture, uh, torment, tormented, tormenting. You know. This happiness, before this happiness, we have to work hard to, to, to gain what we want. And also, for example, we, we buy the beautiful cars, and uh, we have to pay every month, you know. <laughs> so we have to work hard. So there's uh, a lot of things troublesome, make us unhappy, because there's a uh, selfishness. If that car is for, for a charity or for, for, for someone's uh, happiness, then we won't be uh, that won't be troublesome that much, you know. If there is selfishness, there is uh, suffering. If there is uh, no selfishness, there is uh, no suffering. So our happiness is related to selfishness. So it's always subject to suffering. It's always exposed to suffering. So the, that's kind of happiness is unwholesome happiness. You know, it's uh, rarely satisfied and always insatiable. So in the end, it's always torturing us. That's why it's unwholesome and inferior happiness. The wholesome and superior happiness is uh, take place when we do Dana, the, the deed or act of generosity, when we give something to someone, they become happy. We see someone happy, then we also happy. That happiness is uh, unselfish happiness. There is uh, no selfishness, so that's uh, wholesome. So we cannot say it's uh, insatiable or not. Not to mention whether it's insatiable or not. You just satisfying, fulfilled, and happy. So I saw my friend, my brother Steve. You know, he working very hard when he come to Obama. You know the school project. He going around. Obama is very hard. You know, 100, 110, 112. You know, <laughs> that hard temperature. You know that. The transportation is uh, very bad. You know, the road is uh, very bumpy and uh, jumping. <laughs> car, you know, but uh, I saw him. He's very happy because he's helping people in need. The people in Burma are very poor and uh, they have no education. So he want to help. So he help. So there's a happiness. That happiness is a wholesome happiness. Real happiness, because it's unselfish happiness. So it's not satisfying one's senses. It's just to make other people happy. So such happiness is uh, wholesome happiness. So wholesome happiness comes from the act of generosity. <coughs> so 
So you may see someone homeless uh, in the roadside. If you give one or two dollars to him, you will feel happy, you know. <laughs> Somebody asked me a question, you know, what's your decision? You give something, uh, you, you give one or two dollars to the, the homeless person. But later he abused that money, he used it for drugs. And uh, so whether it is uh, worth it or not to give him. So for me, I want to see him happy. So if I give him one dollar, I see him happy, then I'm really happy, you know. I don't know, I, I don't bother about whether he use it for drugs or whatever, you know, I don't know. But definitely, I can feel happy. You know, when I have uh, the extra money, <laughs> I give you know, someone like homeless, and I'm happy, because I see them, they're happy, you know. So that happiness is unselfish happiness. I cannot give thousands or ten thousands of dollars like like Steve. <laughs> mm -hmm. I can give the one or two dollars <laughs> to somebody. At least I can be happy, you know. <clears throat> so that such happiness is a wholesome happiness. That's a real happiness. And then, uh, and the happiness comes from the the morality. So we we are normally observe the five precepts: refraining from killing, refraining from stealing, refraining from sexual misconduct, and uh, refraining from telling lies, refraining from the intoxicants, you know. These are five precepts. Nobody on earth want to get killed, right? So the killing is a... Uh, killing cannot be justified in any way. So killing is universal offense. It's a non-Buddhist offense. So refraining from killing is a universal precept. No Buddhist precept. We call the loka vajra is a panati vajra. It's a, the loka vajra, the universe offense, universe precept. So when you refrain from killing, that means you are giving great gift to to a living being. We call mahadana, abhyadana the gift of uh, protection and a gift, a great gift, Mahadana, or gift of protection, Abhayadana. So for example, the mosquito bite you and uh, mm -hmm. you can kill it, you know, you can hit and uh, kill it. But you, but oh, you, you look at mosquito, but uh, you didn't kill you type it away and you protect, you save his life. No. They, they, are can, they arise happiness. That's a real happiness. You give great gift, you know. Life is, you know, priceless for everybody, you know. You keep someone's life easily, that's uh, <laughs> really horrible. It cannot be justified in any way. So life is precious for everybody. So if you allow any living being to live, that's the greatest gift we can give someone in the world. So from that <coughs> great gift, <coughs> we can we can gain the pure happiness, wholesome happiness. So nobody on earth <coughs> want to get their belongings stolen. 
So stealing is a <coughs> universal offense. Refraining from stealing is a universal precept. By keeping this universal precept, we can be happy. We can live happy life. We can live a lawful life. <coughs> we don't commit any evil deeds, stealing or the robbing or the any kinds of the cheating, you know, something like this. So the happiness comes from the mm, morality. Refraining from sexual misconduct. Nobody wants to be abused sexually. So the sexual misconduct is a universal offense. Refraining from sexual misconduct is a universal precept, not Buddhist precept. There is a two kinds of offense, loka vaja and panati vaja. For a monk, for example, monks are not allowed to eat dinner. Monks are not allowed to listen music. Listening music, eating dinner is uh, no offense at all. That's not universal offense. We call constitutional offense. We call panati vaja in Pali. Panati vaja is offense because the Buddha laid down the monastic rules and regulation. So more than half of the monastic rules and regulation are just constitutional offenses, no real offenses. So killing, stealing, sexual misconduct, these are real offenses. So that's why we call these offenses as uh, loka vaja, universal offense. Referring from these uh, <coughs> misconducts, we call universal precept. So from <coughs> morality, from observing morality, we can have the pure happiness or the wholesome happiness. There are so many uh, people who <coughs> committed evil deeds and uh, their lives, you know, become ruined. Some people, they are very high rank, high position, but they, they, they got affair with somebody and uh, they, are, they got fire and uh, they suffer a lot. So by observing precept, we can have the pure happiness, wholesome happiness. And um, the really pure and uh, superior happiness is uh, come from the meditation practice. So there's uh, two kinds of meditation. So samatha meditation and vipassana meditation. <coughs> For samatha meditation, if we practice the metta, loving kindness, you can experience the real, pure happiness to some extent. If you develop the <coughs> anapana, anapana means the meditation on, on the breath. So the moment your mind is uh, fully focused on the nostril, on the breath, the mind, for that moment, free from anger and uh, hatred and uh, delusion and uh, worry and anxiety. So for that moment, there is uh, happiness take place. So happiness such happiness comes from the concentration. The, so samatha practice, that's a pure happiness, the wholesome happiness. When we practice metta, maybe you, <coughs> you may ever practice metta meditation. Metta is just uh, wishing all living beings be happy and healthy. And then you feel happiness. 
right way. That kind of happiness comes from samatha meditation. That's a pure happiness, wholesome happiness. And also, there are many others um, samatha meditation. For example, the <coughs> meditation on death, meditation on 32 parts of the body, uh, These are also very good meditation, tranquility meditations. Although you cannot see the truth, reality through these meditations, but uh, you can feel, you can enjoy the pure happiness from this meditation. For example, when I was young, I always practiced the meditation on 32 parts of the body. You know, 32 part of the body is, uh, in my body there is a hair, body hair, and a finger, knee, toe, knee, and a skin, and a flesh, bone, sinew, uh, bone marrow, and uh, uh, something like this. These are all, there is a, nothing is a me or mine. The hair is a not me or mine, and a finger, knee, toe, knee, not me or mine. Our skin is a not me or mine, you know. The whole body, the bone, we have hundreds of bones, right? We are composed of the bone and uh, muscles. Which one is uh, mine? <laughs> Which bone is mine? <laughs> so there is a me or mine, that's a simply illusion, you know. The moment I realized, oh, there's happiness take place, no worry, no anxiety, <laughs> and uh, no anger or hatred. And uh, my ego also very shrink, you know, right away. <laughs> Otherwise, you know, our ego is very big. I'm so and so. If <laughs> whoever we are, we are always have big ego, you know. I'm so and so. You are millionaire, billionaire. Never mind. I'm someone, <laughs> you know. <laughs> You are a professor, oh, never mind, forget it, I am someone. <laughs> we are always have ego, even though we are not, uh, <coughs> we may not be uh, high in social status or education or whatever, you know. The people in Burma, for example, they are poor, but their ego is not small, you know. <laughs> as big as yours. <laughs> because the illusion. It's me and mine. You are rich, you are educated. Oh, forget it. I am also someone, you know. <laughs> you know that everybody like that. <laughs> because very illusion, very deep-seated, very deep-rooted. <clears throat> so the, when we develop the meditation, oh, it's a hair and pingani, tone and a skin, bone. Oh, Nothing is me or mine. Nothing is me or mine. You know, then ego is, uh, there's uh, no room for ego. Huh? And uh, no room for worry or anxiety. No. Mind is uh, very calm and uh, peaceful. That's a uh, samatha meditation, you know. At that moment, happiness takes place. That's the uh, pure happiness, you know happiness. And uh, also there are many other meditations, <laughs> you know, the recollection of the one's death and uh, something like this. And um, inside meditation is, uh, of course, is, uh, the best <laughs> meditation. <laughs> so we are teaching inside meditation. <laughs> <coughs> So through the inside meditation, we can see there's something real, something present. Something present means something real. So if we see something present, that means we are seeing something real, reality. We are seeing reality. So to see reality means to feel happy. When we see something real, 
when you realize the truth, there is happiness. There arises happiness. That happiness is a real happiness. That happiness is without additive. <laughs> it's a pure happiness. So it's a, as the Buddha said, you know, that happiness takes place when there is a no itch, no scratching. You know, that happiness takes place. So that happiness, to reach that happiness, we have many steps you know, to take, <laughs> step by step. <laughs> <coughs> But anyway, as the saying goes, you know, we have to, uh, we take the, a journey of 1,000 miles, we have to start with the one step, right? So we have to go step by step to reach that ultimate happiness. So there's uh, 16 steps to reach that ultimate happiness. And in terms of purification, there is uh, seven stages of purification. <laughs> so the goal is uh, the ultimate happiness. That's uh, real happiness, superior happiness. So we are all here practicing vipassana meditation. We are on the way to that happiness, <laughs> uh, superior happiness, ultimate happiness. But of course, step by step, you know, uh, we are going, you know, every moment, uh, if we are mindful, the moment we are mindful, you know, we are closer to that happiness. So there are seven stages of purification we have to go through until that ultimate happiness. So Steve is uh, working on that process. <laughs> so, so I will leave it to him. <laughs> so, the <coughs> so the happiness is uh, basically two kinds, okay? Uh, inferior happiness and uh, superior happiness or the unwholesome happiness and uh, wholesome happiness and illusory happiness and uh, real happiness pure and uh, wholesome happiness can take place from adult generosity and uh, the uh, morality and uh, meditations by this so thank you very much for your attention. <laughs> thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.